You are listening to the Local Hearted Podcast, Episode 9, with Jennifer Pearson, owner of the Frugal Framer and the Framer's Chop Service. Welcome to the Local Hearted Podcast. I'm Meredith Adler, and I am your host. Join me as we get to know the people who create the wide variety of art in Asheville and in the mountain counties of Western North Carolina. We'll also talk with some of the people who create opportunities for our local artists and help them shine. Hello, this is Meredith, and thank you for being here for another episode of the Local Hearted Podcast. I have a few announcements before we get to this week's guest. I have decided that for the time being, I need to switch the Local Hearted Podcast from a weekly show to an every other week show. So the next episode will not be next week. It will be released on November 2nd and every other week from that point on until further notice. The reason is the sheer amount of work and hours it takes me to get an episode ready for release is really leaving me without any time at all to do anything other than my full-time job and this show. I had hoped that once I started releasing shows, I would be able to get back into my own studio and even have some downtime. It hasn't worked out that way so far, so I think that this will be the best for me. I'm hoping it will work out better for you too. Everybody is busy, and now you will have two weeks to listen to each episode before I release a new one. And now I'd like to make some announcements of some upcoming events. Wednesday, October 19th, 2016, is the start of the Battle of the Brushes in Old Fort, North Carolina. Battle of the Brushes is a plein air painting competition. Painters will come from all over, and they can choose to paint any or all days from October 19th to October 21st, anything within five miles of the Old Fort Town Hall. Check-in runs from 9 a.m. till noon at the Arrowhead Gallery and Studios at 78 Catawba Avenue in Old Fort. Finished paintings must be dropped off from 3 to 5 p.m. on October 21st in order to be considered for the judging. The public is invited to watch the painters and to attend the show opening on Saturday, October 22nd, 2016 at 4 to 6 p.m. I am starting a page on localhearted.com, which will highlight upcoming events for now until the end of the year. Battle of the Brushes will be on the page and Laurel Bacon from Episode 7 will be participating in this event. If anyone else listening is planning to participate, please feel free to contact me via the localhearted.com website, and I will be happy to add your name to the list on that page. Also upcoming is the Weaverville Art Safari, which runs Saturday and Sunday, October 29th through 30th, from 10 to 5 p.m. Leo Monahan, who is featured in episode three, will participate. 
And my info is he is also opening his studio on Friday, October 28th. Leo, if you recall, is the master of cut and folded paper sculpture. He also has an event coming up at the Grovewood Gallery in Asheville, North Carolina on Saturday, October 22nd. He has some pieces in the gallery and will be present from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. to talk and do demos throughout the day. One more event I would like to announce is on October 20th through October 23rd is the Craft Fair of the Southern Highlands. Thursday through Saturday from 10 to 6 and Sunday from 10 to 5. Okay, on to this week's show. My guest this week is Jennifer Pearson, owner of the Frugal Framer and Framer's Chop Service in Asheville, North Carolina. Many of us who are lucky enough to have discovered her business fondly refer to the Framer's Chop Service as the Chop Shop, ironically removing the word service from the name. We understand, though, that Jennifer is, in fact, providing quite the service to us local artists by supplying us with affordable, high-quality frames and framing supplies. Artists who frame 2D or 3D work know that a frame can make or break the presentation of a piece. This episode has something to offer anyone with framing needs, whether you have already discovered the frugal framer or not. If you are already one of Jennifer's customers, you may find that she and her very helpful staff offer way more than you realized. Plus, you will have the opportunity to better get to know this kind, welcoming woman who works with you when you enter the chop shop or the frugal framer. And I should mention that Jennifer actually works at the location at 95 Cherry Street. The frugal framer has a second location at 2145 Hendersonville Road in Arden. If you listen to this interview, you will learn the differences between the Frugal Framer and the Framer's Chop Service to help you understand which one might be better for you. You will learn the history of how artists came to be served so generously by this business. You'll hear Jennifer talk about items the Frugal Framer has worked with that you may never have thought of framing. And you will learn that Jennifer herself is an artist. In this interview, you will hear her talk about that she is not presently active with her art, but she also gave permission for some of her paintings to be displayed on the Local Hearted website. So please check out localhearted.com slash frugalframer to see some photos of the frugal framer, the chop shop, some behind the scenes photos, and some photos of Jennifer's own paintings. And please join me now in welcoming Jennifer Pearson to the Local Hearted Podcast. Jennifer, thank you so much for being with me on the Local Hearted Podcast today. I'm really excited that you're here. Great. Thank, thank you. I appreciate you um, having me on. Yeah. And actually, by here, we're in your place. And we are sitting in the Framers Chop Service, which is part of another business, right? The Frugal Framer. Yes. Are they actually two different businesses? or It's one business. Uh-huh. Uh, Frugal Framer is basically the, the overall company. And w- under the Frugal Framer umbrella, we have Frugal Framer Retail, um, the North Store at Montford location. And we also have a South location, South Asheville, which is in Arden on Hendersonville Road. And we also have Framer's Top Service. Um, Framers Chop Service is a is basically set up as a service to the art industry in town, as well as 
independent small framers, students and galleries. Okay, so um, there are two locations for Frugal Framer. I've actually seen the other location down on Hendersonville Road. Yes. And we, the Framer's Chop Service is solely in this location? Yes, Framer's Chop Service is only located in the Montford store. And we, we build all of the frames in the Montford location at, at our shop here for both the Frugal Framer Retail for Framer's Chop Service and also for the South Store. Okay. Thank you. So let's talk about the differences between the two. Um, who walks into the Framer Shop service? Who walks into Frugal Framer? Who do you want to see? <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's just very specific. Our Frugal Framer customers are um, people who may frame a couple of times a year, maybe more, and they do not want to do it themselves. They, they want to come in, they want to have full service, full customer service, and so complete help with all of their selections of, of the frame and the mat, types of glass. And then they want to leave it with us and come back and be presented with a, a beautiful final product. Mm -hmm. The chop service customers can be anything from um, an artist or an individual who has taken, possibly taken the AB Tech Framers course or maybe they have a background in framing and they've just they're not doing that anymore but they still want to actively frame either their own artwork or things for family whatever um, we don't want to have people in the chop service who have absolutely no experience framing and only want to come in and get kind of a one-time deal mm -hmm. because people um, who don't have experience in framing and who may not be really interested in learning are probably going to mismeasure and break their glass and it's really just not something that you want to do uh, on your own without ba a background. So artists are, are definitely our main customer in the chop service and they come in and they pick out their own frames, uh, work with their artwork and with mats and decide on the type of glass and backing. They measure everything themselves, they fill out the paperwork, then we put all of that into our computer system and give quotes. And then we will cut the mats, cut the backing and the glass and build the frames for them. And then they come in and they are welcome to use our fitting tables and all of the tools that we have. We have every, everything you would need to put together a piece of artwork into a frame package <laughs> that you buy here. So the, the tables are here and free to use for anyone who wants to put together their artwork in a frame. Okay, thank you. Okay, so the ideal client mm -hmm. of the Framers Job Service is someone that either knows what they're doing or is really going to put in the effort to learn to what learn. it takes to put their frame together themselves. Yes. Not that's, Not the joining, but... Yeah, it's, it's best if people have a prior working knowledge. We do have artists come in who um, can easily learn. They're very handy, and maybe they've done some framing and they need a little bit of extra assistance and kind of some gentle hand-holding at the very beginning. And then uh, once they get very comfortable, then they'll come in, and, and they're basically very self-sufficient. Mm -hmm but we do not man this space with an employee all the time. So it's kind of important 
in order to be able to continue to give a, a lower price point or lower price for um, the frames and the, the, the goods that we sell, we need for people to be able to ha- be somewhat mostly self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you actually in the frugal framer area are helping people with the whole complete design. Complete package. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're yes. taking your advice, mm-hmm. you're trying different, mm-hmm. you're showing them different yeah, things. We'll show them, thing. you know, many options and help them get into the, um, the style that they, that they're comfortable and then presents their art in a, in a beautiful way. And also in, in the budget that they're, they're trying to, to, to hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll fit all of that together and they'll come back and they'll pick up their art and they're typically always very happy. <laughs> ready to hang. Yes, ready to hang on the wall. Okay. Definitely. Okay. And the inventory that you have, is that different um, in the, I, I'm so used to saying chop shop. That's okay. Is that yeah. okay to say? Well, that's fine. That's Historically, it's always, people have called it the chop shop. And um, uh, technically, it's framers chop service, but we definitely go can go by chop shop also. Okay. <laughs> The inventory, yeah, so we have, wow, we have probably on the wall right now over 500 options of in-stock molding to choose from, and we have a few special order frames in the Framer Shop service. We have more special order frames in the retail section, but special order frames take a little bit longer to receive, so we don't display them in the chop service mm-hmm. because most of our customers would like a faster turnaround. If someone, um, if we have a customer in the chop service and they really would like to look at the special order frames, they can go up front and take a peek, and then we can price that particular frame for them in the back. But most people are very happy and almost everyone can find what they need. Yeah, you have quite a selection yeah, here. From, from, from what we have on the wall right now. Yeah. And it changes too, and we add molding. I have probably 12 additional ones to put on the wall. Okay. This week. Are you the one that picks those out? I do, and um, I'll pull people in. We're very team um, friendly here, mm-hmm. so I I think every not every decision many decisions are better if we if we all put our heads into that. So I like to have input from customers sometimes about frames that we might want to use, or their suggestions about what we might want to carry if they don't see on the wall. And then um, John and Ryan who build the frames, they typically I always bring them in on new frame options because there are some frames that are more difficult or um, not impossible but um, not friendly for joining. Mm. So I want to make sure that they can build frames Mm -hmm. and they are very, very good and very particular about the frames so they want to make sure everything looks really great and they're not going to um, build something if it's a bad design basically and can't be joined perfectly. Yeah. That's good that mm-hmm. you are yeah. a team like that. You have an amazing team here, actually. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Everybody that I've ever worked with here has been so helpful. Yes. we uh, Customer service is, is an, an extremely important part of, of um, our interaction and making sure we serve the customer and their needs. 
and meet them where they want to be, basically, but also surprise them and you know make them happy and mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, pleased with the final product. And that probably played into the award you just won. Oh yeah, we won we won best of for the second year, and so that was exciting. That's wonderful. Yeah. And let's specify best of of in the picture framing category mm-hmm. for Mountain of, Express for Mountain Express Western North Carolina. Yeah. Yay! I know. Yeah, it's very exciting. And uh, we have a wonderful group of um, huge, uh, loyal customer base, and we appreciate their votes. Well, you make it happen for us, so your customers made that happen for you. Well deserved. It's really exciting to go into a gallery in town or a store or a cafe and see the artist's work on the wall and see our frames, too. That's great. Yeah. I bet that is. Mm -hmm. You are such a part of what an artist does. The frame is so important. Yeah, it's kind of the the period on the sentence or or however you want to to say it. Mm -hmm. But I think I really do believe that a a well-framed piece of art will sell. It finishes off a beautiful piece of artwork if the frame works well and speaks to what the artist wants to to say. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about some of the other things that you have going on here in the chop shop. For example, the frames that are already made. Can you speak about those? Mm -hmm. We have a constant selection of ready-made frames that range from, occasionally we'll have a five by seven, but usually the smallest size we stock is eight by 10. And we have um, nine by 12, 12 by 16, 16 by 20, 11 by 14. Sometimes we'll have some 22 by 28s. Our most popular sizes are probably 16 by 20, 11 by 14, 8 by 10. And those are frames. Uh, when, we, when we're building a frame and we have some small pieces left over, the next shipment of molding may not perfectly match You know the, what we have recently used. So we save the smaller pieces and we build ready-made frames Mm. out of that extra little stock. So our waste is minimized and we can put a really great quick buy on the wall for a customer who needs to pop in and and, and get something framed quickly. And that can happen. It does happen a lot. It does happen a lot. And right now we actually need some 16 by 20s on the wall. but you know, tomorrow that may then it may be full. <laughs> okay, I always wondered where these came from because yeah. it's such a pleasure to come in and right. find just the right thing yeah. that's already ready. Mm-hmm. We don't just you know walk up and say, oh, let's make some from this style. We really try to use the molding that we have and build build a, a frame in a size out of a out of. Um, a stock that makes sense for a smaller frame or a bigger frame. Mm-hmm. You know, things that a, um, a plein air painter might like or a, um, simple smaller frames might be a very simple small molding, things like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's here for quick buys. A friend of mine and I were here about a month ago and mm-hmm. we each found something Good. that way that was yeah. so perfect. Right. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, every day we have people pop in for ready-mades. Yeah. So it's a good source. Yeah, it is. And thank you for those. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about what else you have here because there are 
are a lot of things maybe mm -hmm. people don't realize. We well, we have a full selection, although you, you you can't exactly see it here. But we do offer most of the findings that you would need for picture framing. Lots of different types of hardware, um, special cotton gloves, different types of tape, wire. Um, you name it, we can we sell point guns and and tape guns and ATG tape. Um, I have a huge document in the drawer that has a list of everything we sell. So sometimes people just come in and say, can I buy a whole roll of linen tape? And of course they can. Mm -hmm. um, nice. Yeah, so we, so that's a little less expensive. They don't have to pay shipping costs. If, you know, they might want to buy it online, but they can, a lot of times you can buy it um, for less here because you don't have to have it shipped and just right. come in and pop in. And we also have sleeves for artwork. We have. Um, five by seven, eight by ten, and I think our largest size is thirty by forty, I mm -hmm. believe. Mm -hmm. Clear sleeves. You may have, maybe you don't have it anymore, but you guys really saved me once with some. I think they were eleven by fourteen. Oh yes, we have those. Yeah. There's a whole stack down there. <laughs> that was a good find for me mm -hmm. that day. <laughs> yeah, and we can sell those by in individual um, sleeves or packs of one hundred at a bulk rate. Mm -hmm. And that's different too because online mm -hmm. you're not going to go buy 5D rings or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and we have <laughs> a couple of a couple of bins full of matte board remnants that are various sizes and lots of different colors. And they range from, oh gosh, $1.50 to $5, I believe. And so a lot of times people will come in and in, instead of, um, they, they may just take matte board remnants away with them and they may cut their own mats. Mm -hmm. Some people cut their own mats. So we do also sell whole sheets of matte board and we sell foam core um, and gator board. And we have different types of acrylic, UV acrylic, museum grade, um, regular acrylic, non-glare, along with many different glass options that run the gamut from regular glass to museum glass. Okay. And I'm curious if mm -hmm. all the options are listed on your website or people mm. should come in and find yeah. out what you have. I mean, it's best to come in because, especially with glass, we have a, a few displays that you can actually see, um, we, and you can see the difference between regular glass and an art glass or a museum glass that's anti-reflective. And we can talk a little bit about the value of, of the conservation quality of glass. Mm -hmm. Okay, so best to come in mm -hmm. and see your options. Yes, yes, that's, it's, it's a really good idea. We can give a quick tour of the CHOP service and we have a handout that, that better outlines um, the basic requests that we make of customers, that they mm -hmm. measure their own work and inspect frames when they come to pick them up and you know things like that. So, and then some, it outlines some of the things that we provide is basically. Okay, and you have all the corners for mm -hmm. people choosing mm -hmm. matte colors. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a full set of Crescent Select, which is an acid-free matte board, and we have some rag mats in the chop service and black core, a few things like that that are a little bit different. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks. Sure. 
Let's talk a little bit about the history of sure. the business. Yes. Um, you're yeah. the current owner. I, I am. Know. There's yeah. some interesting backstory. <laughs> so the business, um, Ken Pitts, who is a Montford um, resident, began, he started the frame, uh, Frugal Framer in 1975, and they had a storefront on Wall Street for 10 years. And then after 10 years, Ken bought this property in Monford and had the building built specifically for Frugal Framer. Um, when Ken had Frugal Framer on Wall Street, he had what was referred to then more as a do-it-yourself version of Frugal Framer. It did not become known as a chop service until a little bit later. Um, but there was a trend all across the United States in the 1970s and early 80s where frame shops had do-it-yourself areas. And people thought, oh, that's great. I can go to the frame shop and do it myself. But it's really not a good idea <laughs> for the general public to try their hand at framing. And so it, that idea failed basically across the country and frame shops went back to doing what frame shops want, needed to do, which was frame artwork, you know, and, and do full service instead of teaching e every individual who walked through the door how to frame their work. Sure. So, um, but Ken felt, especially in Asheville with the art scene and the art, um, basically the art industry in Asheville, that, that that idea could be transformed into something that could actually fit in Asheville. So he was really um, smart about what he did. Mm -hmm. And they continued and changed it to Framer's Chop Service and started to filter people away from the chop service um, to the retail and kind of tried to um, set some boundaries. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's basically the history, and here we are today. And it's evolved over time, and I'm sure it will continue to do that. Um, it's even, at one point, the chop service was on the other side of the building. And we'll ha occasionally we'll, we'll have um, former customers who still use the door by the loading dock. Mm -hmm. I did that once mm -hmm. before I realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we still have customers who come in that door occasionally, and we'll, we know when they come in that they haven't been here for a while, so <laughs> we'll bring them to the, the correct side, and, and you can park right in front of the chop, uh, right in front of the chop service door now. Mm -hmm. It's much more convenient. Yeah, it is. It's great, actually. There's a lot more parking over mm -hmm. here. Yes, very, yeah, we, we, um, Occasionally, our parking lot will get kind of full, but, but people are typically in and out fairly quickly, and I've never seen it so full that we couldn't accommodate everyone in our parking lot. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about your involvement personally uh, with this with business. The business? Yeah. I, um, I started working at Frugal Framer, well, I moved to Asheville in 2008. My background is in design, interior design and architecture, mostly on a commercial level, basically. Um, I would be involved with in, in, in that side of my world with everything from the original initial design of any project through the construction and into sometimes into the furniture and the artwork packages. Mm -hmm. So I would work sometimes with galleries in that, in that world. Um, and then when I moved to Asheville, I did uh, did spend some time 
doing design work in town and then decided I, I was really ready for a change. And I came to the to Framers Chop Service one day to frame some of my own artwork for Woolworth. And when I was standing in the shop service, I thought, wow, I wonder if they hire, <laughs> if they need anyone to help. And I asked the employee here, and he said that, that yes, they were hiring at the time. So that, that was probably in maybe 2011. Mm-hmm. And I, work, I worked here for a few years, which I loved. And when I left, I didn't really feel like I was quite finished with Frugal Framer. Um, I, was, I went away and did something else for a couple of years, which was a great experience. And then I um, bumped into Ken, and he you know, really expressed an interest to retire. And we started talking, and I talked to Ken for about six months about the possibility of purchasing the business. And at this point, I've been back for a little over two years Mm -hmm. and um, in the owner's seat, (laughs) (laughs) I can say it that way. And um, I do have some background with framing, too. My my father had a a small frame shop when I was growing up, and I've been basically around custom woodwork and millwork and construction and design and art my entire life. So it just feels like the most perfect fit ever all the threads came together it all came together and i love it absolutely love it and i actually love the fact that the entire day is filled with um wonderful little problem solving situations Hmm. so that's what i do all day and i want to say problem problem is a good good thing i'm saying you know how do we do this what do we do you know how to make it happen yeah how do we make this happen and you know you'll come across many challenging things to frame and it's it, every some of those can turn into small construction projects, which oh, wow. is really interesting. Can yeah. you tell us about any of those? Well, um, we we framed wow, we framed everything from swords to guns and golf clubs and um, pieces of metal from interesting. Uh, stories. I'll just put it that way because I don't want to mention in any any particular customer's work specifically. Um, family memorabilia, fabric art, fabric works, um, glass piece, framing glass. I mean, there, there are just so many different things that that you come across, and many things are very straightforward and cut and dry. And your customer needs to know that you can do a good job and um, preserve their art. In a, in a good way for future generations. So that's very important. Yeah, before the show, we were talking a little bit about um, needlework. Yes. And yes. I have several hanging in properly in my house mm-hmm. uh, from my grandmother and my great aunt. And yeah. they're needle points and they're really big. And right. We heat our house a lot with wood, and yeah, and I am sure they should be behind glass. Yeah, they they, they probably sh- should. They, um, you know, there there's so many things that get passed down through families, and they have been preserved, and because they're front, they've been behind glass and they've been framed. But some bad things sometimes happen with the, the materials. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's really great when some when a customer brings in a project to the to the retail shop, and we can basically rescue it from its package, and give it a new 
new longer possible lifespan because we're going to use acid-free materials and conservation frame you know archival framing basically and the right type of glass to keep it so that it can be passed down to the next generation yeah and it sounds like now that we have all these much better glasses Mm -hmm. it might be more motivating to Mm -hmm. make a change with something that isn't I think I really do think with the aging population, a lot of people we've seen it. So many people are bringing in their grandparents' art, you know, and they they have this one piece, and so we'll help preserve it. Um, which is a really good thing to note too. Uh, many artists who use frugal framer, they're not necessarily interested in framing their own work mm-hmm. at the framer's top service. So we do frame for quite a few people in the many artists in town in the frugal frame or retail portion of the business. And they, they find our prices to be very, um, hmm, what would you say? They can, they can actually take the They're prices. doable. They're doable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're doable. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So every time I've been here, I've always been in the chop shop until today. Mm-hmm. Today I visited the front also, the frugal framer, and one thing I noticed uh, is that you have a wonderful display of actual artwork there. And it looks like it's for sale. And so I wonder what that's about. Yes. So we, we don't um, sell ourselves as a gallery. Uh, we feel like there are wonderful galleries in town. And, and right now, that, I think that's something that they're doing a great job with. And we want the artists to... Um, have a great representation all over town. Right now, we have a few artists on the on the wall, local artists, and we also have um, some vintage photography, um, vintage Asheville shots, um, some Sally Middleton artwork, and Vaslick. You know, some prints, mostly prints right now, and basically a nice range and variety of 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 art on our walls that helps to um, display the frame different framing options Mm -hmm. basically you have double mat single mat triple mat matted floats uh, for how do you frame photography what about a shadow box there's a lot of so many different options with framing and it really helps to be able to walk over and say well this piece right here has a raised mat single mat and you know we use a certain type of glass and so that that's a it's it's a tool we use but the, everything's also for sale mm-hmm. and it we find um many times people will fall in love with a piece while they're here framing some of their own artwork and they'll they'll make a buy f- directly from the wall mm-hmm. it's really a nice mm-hmm. variety it was really fun to yeah. go in there i wasn't expecting that everything see. from posters to original art yeah basically yeah so there you're frame demos Mm -hmm. and they're for sale Mm -hmm. and I think it's wonderful that you used local artists that's great yeah definitely and we'll and we'll probably continue that and and maybe expand that offering in the future as I said before things always change and adjust a little bit so I'm I'm always interested in what can we do a little bit differently and how do we want to change and adjust over time and let's talk about yourself as an artist because right before this interview I did ask Jennifer about if she was an artist and 
I'd love to hear you tell about it. It's funny how many people come in and ask that question. And, and maybe I've, I don't know, maybe I've put that on the website. I'm not really sure, but I, I am not currently a practicing artist. That's something I think about a lot, but I don't really um, have the extra time to do that right now. Um, but I have been an artist since I was very young, like most artists, you know, you start when you're a tiny child and then you, it's something that you continue for the rest of your life. Um, I primarily work with watercolor and, um, with my architectural and design background, things have typically had a little more of a, of a, um, influence. From architecture. Okay. Um, I've dabbled in other um, things like acrylic and oil. Um, even tried knitting once, but that was a, a, complete, <laughs> was a complete failure. I'm not going to try that again. That didn't do it no, for you. It wasn't, that wasn't going to work for me. Um, but I will, I will be a practicing artist again in, in the future, but right now I just love being exposed to art and artists on a daily basis, and that's that's good for me right now. Okay. I'm, gl I'm glad you brought that part yeah. up because I was going to ask you what that is like to it's get great. to see all this art all the time. It's great. It really is. It's wonderful. It um, The variety is absolutely amazing, and we get to see things from all over the world which is wonderful. Wow. Um, and just to, it's, it's interesting in the chop service because a lot of times we don't see the artist's work because some artists just come in and they order their frames. In fact, I don't, I don't know if I've seen much of your work. Ah. This, this, for, for example, because you usually just come in and order a frame. Do you don't bring thing. it with you. I, I, you know, a lot of artists don't bring their work in with them. They just know exactly what they want and need and they come place an order and they're gone and they pick it up and they take it away. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really interesting um, to sometimes I'll actually go onto our website and I will look, uh, we have a page called Area Artists and I encourage all of the local artists who have a website to um, allow us, if they're okay with it, to put a link on our website to their website, um, hopefully to Get, get a little additional exposure for, for them. But sometimes um, in my spare time, I'll, I'll, a, an artist will pop into my head and I'll go to our website and find their name. And then I can look and see what they actually do. You learn a lot about a person, yes, don't you? you do. Seeing their work mm -hmm. and their website. Yeah, many times I'll, I will think, wow, I didn't think that's what they would have done. But mm -hmm. it's really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of in a similar place as you right now because I have put my work on hold to a great degree so mm -hmm. that I could get this podcast off right. the ground. Which so. is really great. I think this is a wonderful thing you're um, doing. Thank yeah. you. But it's busy. It takes a lot of time. It, yeah. So I feel a little distant from my mm -hmm. work right now. Mm -hmm. So I am really looking forward to this launch of the podcast partly right. so I can get back in the studio and yeah, I'm going to want to keep up with you and <laughs> let me know if you start experimenting again. I will. I'll be really interested to hear that. But I will do it one day. I know I will because I think about it all the time. So yeah. surely that means one day I'll, I will break out the paintbrushes. Well, there's inspiration all around you every day. So mm -hmm. I would think you would. 
Yeah, I'll be interested. And I had also asked if um, Jennifer would find some photos of some of her work for uh, the Local Hearted podcast blog. And she's nodding. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll have to, to, to go back and look. Every once in a while, I go back and look at my um, digital portfolio. And yeah, it's it's... I'll find maybe a couple of things. Thank you. Okay. I would love to sure see thing. what you were doing. Yeah. And then we can uh, see the evolution mm-hmm. when you pick up your brushes again. Right. Yeah. It'll be different, I'm sure. Yeah. So we may have you back on here as an artist. Okay. <laughs> that would be, be fun. <laughs> yeah. But thank you for sure. sharing about your businesses. Do you, or your business, I guess mm-hmm. I should say, do you have anything that I didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about? Wow, you've covered a lot. I would just love to emphasize that we love new customers. And if you, if you're comfortable framing and you, or you think you might be able to be comfortable, comfortable framing, come see us. Um, if you want more help, we'd love to see you up at the front shop, Frugal Framer. And um, yeah, please come see us. We have a wonderful, enthusiastic group of, of framers here who absolutely love their craft. And I'm, I'm amazed every day at how um, great they are. And this is a really welcoming place. Good. Like, it really is. I can imagine, you know, for someone who has a piece of art but might not be involved in the mm-hmm. arts at all themselves, might not feel comfortable like walking into a frame shop but this is a really welcoming place sometimes it feels like social hour in the (laughs) shop service because um so many artists who know each other are here and it feels kind of like a framer's bar the the alcohol right and snacks (laughs) we don't have food and drink in the framer's shop service (laughs) for a reason we have goodwill (laughs) yeah the cheers of frame cheers yes definitely (laughs) I know there was one other thing I did. I was really curious mm-hmm. about just because I don't know what production is like in a frame shop. How many frames would you say you guys are doing like in oh, a week, wow. in a day? Do you have any sense of that? I mean, our frames, our frame production in a day, because it's basically for three shops, it could be, you know, 40 frames. It could uh-huh. be more than that <laughs> definitely yeah um, it could per, per day it could be oh i think it's probably what more than 20. that's a hard question because we have some times we'll have a bulk order where we'll have 20 frames mm-hmm. and that because of the production aspect of that that goes really quickly um, set it up once yeah. kind of thing and then some frames go really, really fast. They're thin and small, and the wider molding, it takes a little more care and a different tool um, mm. for cutting. So, yeah, I mean, gosh, average per day, no, maybe 30, 30 frames. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there is no regular day There's around There's no regular here. day. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, a, that's the, the real answer. There's no regular day. Okay. Well... This has been such a pleasure. Thank you so Thanks. much for Thanks doing for having this. me. Yeah. This was fun. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Local Hearted Podcast with Jennifer Pearson of the Frugal Framer and the Framer's Chop Service. 
You can meet Jennifer at her location at 95 Cherry Street in Asheville, North Carolina. There is also a second location of the Frugal Framer in Arden at 2145 Hendersonville Road. Until next time, this is Meredith Adler for the Local Hearted Podcast. And the podcast theme music, Learning to Fly, is courtesy of and copyrighted by Jamie Noter Thomas. <laughs>